Section two of the Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Book one, chapter two. He gets rid of his eldest son. You can easily imagine what a father such a man could be, and how he would bring up his children. His behavior as a father was exactly what might be expected. He completely abandoned the child of his marriage with Adelaida Ivanovna, not from malice, nor because of his matrimonial grievances, but simply because he forgot him. While he was wearying everyone with his tears and complaints, and turning his house into a sink of debauchery, a faithful servant of the family, Grigory, took the three-year-old Mitya into his care if he hadn't looked after him there would have been no one even to change the baby's little shirt it happened moreover that the child's relations on his mother's side forgot him too at first his grandfather was no longer living his widow mitya's grandmother had moved to moscow and was seriously ill while his daughters were married so that Mitya remained for almost a whole year in old Grigory's charge, and lived with him in the servant's cottage. But if his father had remembered him, he could not indeed have been altogether unaware of his existence, he would have sent him back to the cottage, as the child would only have been in the way of his debaucheries. But a cousin of Mitya's mother, Pyotr Alexandrovitch Musov, happened to return from Paris he lived for many years afterwards abroad but was at that time quite a young man and distinguished among the musovs as a man of enlightened ideas and of european culture who had been in the capitals and abroad towards the end of his life he became a liberal of the type common in the forties and fifties in the course of his career he had come into contact with many of the most liberal men of his epoch both in russia and abroad he had known proudhon and bakunin personally and in his declining years was very fond of describing the three days of the paris revolution of february eighteen forty eight hinting that he himself had almost taken part in the fighting on the barricades this was one of the most grateful recollections of his youth he had an independent property of about a thousand souls to reckon in the old style his splendid estate lay on the outskirts of our little town and bordered on the lands of our famous monastery with which pyotr alexandrovitch began an endless lawsuit almost as soon as he came into the estate concerning the rights of fishing in the river or wood-cutting in the forest i don't know exactly which he regarded it as his duty as a citizen and a man of culture to open an attack upon the clericals hearing all about adelaida ivanovna whom he of course remembered and in whom he had at one time been interested and learning of the existence of mitya he intervened in spite of all his youthful indignation and contempt for fyodor pavlovitch he made the latter's acquaintance for the first time and told him directly that he wished to undertake the child's education he used long afterwards to tell as a characteristic touch that when he began to speak of mitya fyodor pavlovitch looked for some time as though he did not understand what child he was talking about and even as though he was surprised to hear that he had a little son in the house 
the story may have been exaggerated yet it must have been something like the truth fyodor pavlovitch was all his life fond of acting of suddenly playing an unexpected part sometimes without any motive for doing so and even to his own direct disadvantage as for instance in the present case this habit however is characteristic of a very great number of people some of them very clever ones not like fyodor pavlovitch Pyotr alexandrovitch carried the business through vigorously and was appointed with fyodor pavlovitch joint guardian of the child who had a small property a house and land left him by his mother mitya did in fact pass into his cousin's keeping but as the latter had no family of his own and after securing the revenues of his estates was in haste to return at once to paris he left the boy in charge of one of his cousins a lady living in moscow it came to pass that settling permanently in paris he too forgot the child especially when the revolution of february broke out making an impression on his mind that he remembered all the rest of his life the moscow lady died and mitya passed into the care of one of her married daughters i believe he changed his home a fourth time later on i won't enlarge upon that now as i shall have much to tell later of fyodor pavlovitch's firstborn and must confine myself now to the most essential facts about him without which i could not begin my story in the first place this mitya or rather dmitri fyodorovitch was the only one of fyodor pavlovitch's three sons who grew up in the belief that he had property and that he would be independent on coming of age he spent an irregular boyhood and youth he did not finish his studies at the gymnasium he got into a military school then went to the caucasus was promoted fought a duel and was degraded to the ranks earned promotion again led a wild life and spent a good deal of money he did not begin to receive any income from fyodor pavlovitch until he came of age and until then got into debt he saw and knew his father fyodor pavlovitch for the first time on coming of age when he visited our neighbourhood on purpose to settle with him about his property he seems not to have liked his father he did not stay long with him and made haste to get away having only succeeded in obtaining a sum of money and entering into an agreement for future payments from the estate of the revenues and value of which he was unable a fact worthy of note upon this occasion to get a statement from his father fyodor pavlovitch remarked for the first time then this too should be noted that mitya had a vague and exaggerated idea of his property fyodor pavlovitch was very well satisfied with this as it fell in with his own designs he gathered only that the young man was frivolous unruly of violent passions impatient and dissipated and that if he could only obtain ready money he would be satisfied although only of course for a short time so fyodor pavlovitch began to take advantage of this fact sending him from time to time small doles installments in the end when four years later mitya losing patience came a second time to our little town to settle up once for all with his father 
it turned out to his amazement that he had nothing that it was difficult to get an account even that he had received the whole value of his property in sums of money from fyodor pavlovitch and was perhaps even in debt to him that by various agreements into which he had of his own desire entered at various previous dates he had no right to expect anything more and so on and so on the young man was overwhelmed suspected deceit and cheating and was almost beside himself and indeed this circumstance led to the catastrophe the account of which forms the subject of my first introductory story or rather the external side of it but before i pass to that story i must say a little of fyodor pavlovitch's other two sons and of their origin End of section two.